Open up the dialogue, we about to clear this mental fog Raising a society that only wants the epilogue There's so much in the middle, how do we deal with emotions? Even when it feels like we're drowning in an ocean We spool each other rotten, our owners are forgotten All aboard the train of Asia, thoughts is not stopping We all have memories, they may feel like enemies We wouldn't be human without a struggle with identity Suppression is expected, depression is rejected Within my own mind, I find it hard to be accepted Screw this just world, gotta find my own meaning It ain't too appealing to have these fights with our feelings Welcome back to The Fight With Our Feelings, a podcast where me, Caitlin Baldwin, a registered psychotherapist, talks about feelings and life and I gotta think of an actual opening, I don't know, other stuff (laughs) around all of that. And uh, I have my friend and and other uh, therapist, psychotherapist with me, Renee Lee. So welcome back. Thanks for coming again. Thanks for having me back, Caitlin. (laughs) So what? you obviously having a, a very kind of hectic, annoying, frustrating morning. I had yeah. a similar one, but just less, less like errand based, more like my body just was not cooperating with me today. It just felt very like gross kind of on every level. So that's, yeah. You know it's, I, it's, I don't even know what's been happening this week. I didn't even know it was Friday today. I mean, like I knew yeah. it, I knew my client, I know my day, what it looks like. <laughs> But Friday, I didn't know that. Like, and yeah. next week's the holiday. Next week's like Christmas already. That's I know. crazy. Yeah, um, like two and a half weeks were in the new year. It's gross. <laughs> oh no, I didn't. I didn't even think about twenty twenty two. That there, there you go. I know. I keep seeing all these memes that are like, <laughs> you know, the like Christmas the, calendar end of twenty twenty one and coming twenty twenty two, and it's like me still stuck in twenty twenty, like trying to process. Goodness, I totally forgot we're ending the year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that happens. That happens at the end of December. Yeah. Just FYI. Oh, and did you see that uh, the new one coming out in in Instagram? It's like just like a post of like what the calendar looks like in December. First day you pretend to work and then all the rest of the days you're like, don't even pretend to work anymore. (laughs) Oh my God. I wish I've like, I've, I haven't been overloading myself, but like, because I'm taking time off in the holidays like and then there were there was like a weird week last week for just scheduling was such a nightmare like a bunch of people canceled or rescheduled or had stuff change and I think there was one day where like I had stuff change and and so I'm just it's felt like every day has been so ridiculously busy oh you yeah last and week. yet I'm still moving at like a slow pace like it's like the world is moving yes. really quickly around me but I'm just like I'm just walking you know I'm just I'm yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah, last week I had the same kind of thing. Just yeah. I had a whole day where a whole big thing happened and I had to like cancel my day. And I was just like, I thought it was just gonna be a Thursday, but it was not the Thursday. But it decided to be a, a fucking mess of a day. Yeah. I had yes, to it was thing. So chaotic. <laughs> it was crazy. It was yeah. absolutely like from a full day of clients to not working. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I actually, I just got an email. Um, I signed up, I think I told you, I signed up for this uh, training course for IFS, like for internal family yes. systems. Yeah. And it was supposed to be in the spring. And so there's like two, like full days, like 11 to seven. Um, and then a bunch of other days of like lectures. 
and they just sent me an email that I got like two minutes before we started. It's like, hey, the spring session's being canceled, but if you want, you can start January 13th. I'm like, that's literally like the like the Tomorrow. two days after I'm back. I'm like, I have I'm booked in to end no, of February. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, right. When you're when you take days off, the next few days are absolutely <laughs> insane. Like yeah, you're, right. no. you're like, I'm not seeing anyone for a whole week, like two weeks maybe. Yeah. I just need time because I know work's gonna be stacked. Yeah. Well, and I I like so I'm I did something that I'm really, really excited about. And I actually I want to talk about it today when we start getting into like this staying in it idea. Um, but I I booked myself an impromptu trip to Peru. Um <laughs> so, yeah so i was i took off or i planned to take off um the 24th which is next friday to january 7th and then like obviously that weekend so i'd be back on the 10th um and then yeah i, I there was just a day where it's like man I, I i can't just keep being like okay money um, bills fucking chores like whatever yeah, i was like i gotta go yeah i felt so disconnected from like fun and exploring and like you know things that actually bring life meaning and so i just oh. i booked this random trip and so it's january 3rd to january 9th and i'm like cool i'm like that'll be tight but you know cool but didn't factor in the fact that like i'm literally going to be traveling for a full day each way like i have 20 hours of travel and then 23 hours of travel so I had to move some stuff around, but it was, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know like that, that week that I'm back, I'm definitely going to be quite You took higher. How long to take off? Um, I'll, so I'll be off from the 24th to the 10th. So I'll be back on the 11th. Um, but that's, yeah, two and a half. So that trip though is like all hiking. Like it's a hiking trip up to Machu Picchu. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty stoked. But so I'm just gonna be exhausted. <laughs> so, gonna so. I was gonna say, I'm gonna come back shredded and exhausted. Yeah, I know. On the go when you come back. Yeah, we'll see how she goes. It's either gonna be super energizing for me or I'm gonna be like, okay, I need to sit for a minute. <laughs> yeah, you definitely yeah. need to sit for a minute after that. Yeah. Be but so I do I do have like literally that full day of travel. Like obviously not travel is travel isn't relaxing or fun but it's also just like a straight up day of not doing anything so Gosh. it's not like i'm hiking like literally the day before I come i'm gonna back to land work. and hike you know yeah. go. <laughs> you're gonna roll yeah yeah i'm super excited about that but anyways um, i do want to because i know we're we don't have as much um time as usual today so oh my gosh no how are you sorry oh no i'm good honestly <laughs> it's just like, like I'm stoked for you going because like I'm Thank taking oh, I'm not taking a two and a half week break. That's really nice. I'm excited for when I can do that. Yeah. Um, I just decided I'd take a week off. I'm kind of like you though. I know I'm like, if I don't take this time for myself, I'm never going to do it. I'm still trying to get yeah. there. I don't know why I haven't gotten there yet, but I'm just like, you know what? I can go a little bit more and then we'll, I'm like yeah. trying to save a day because me and my partner is trying to find, um, a week, maybe two weeks, where we can go to Jamaica and visit his grandma. His he has family there, He's so cool. yeah. So we're thinking of making a day for that, and yeah. save money because we got some friends getting married in Korea. So 
that's going to be loaded because you know I'm going to take one month off for that. And I'm kind of trying to prepare yeah. right now in my head. And it's yeah. great to listen to the podcast because, you know, I want to check in with how you would do it or if you've taken a month off, what that would look like. I know when yeah. we were in McDowell, Fizza had taken a month off. Shoria did too. They did at the same time. Yeah. And I wanted to touch with the touch base with them to see how like they did it. They handled it, how they prep clients and all that. I think Shoria saw clients along the way. Yeah, and I think like it's it's just something that takes the preparation, right? So like I knew, I I know from past experience that like having a week off around the holidays is not does nothing for me because usually it's just that week where I am like seeing family. I have my family Christmas yeah. or whatever. And so, you know, and I think not last Christmas, because I um I wasn't with my ex at the time, but the one before we did um we were visiting his family and his family was like six hours north so it was like it's it was, family yeah it was, it was a huge amount of like travel and and i find that really draining like i'm i'm i don't know people like to pretend that i'm not but like i'm very much an introvert i i like my downtime to recharge and so all the family events as fun as they are like they're stressful like it's not it's not a relaxing break for me so i just i prepped it like kind of far in advance I started letting everyone know like end of November uh, yeah. but I knew well before that that like this is how much money I would need to have saved up preemptively to be able to take that time and you know for the for some of my clients that like I am uh, or maybe like have a higher risk level like I just had a, a very transparent conversation with them about like are you going to need additional support in this time and even though I won't be able to provide that like if you do let's look at other things that can right or let's make sure like you have those kind of plans for yourself and mm -hmm. you know and there is still like a, a worry for me i guess because with some yeah. of, a lot of my clients now i'm seeing like every two weeks so there's like a month gap that i have now between sessions for quite a few clients um just because it yeah it would be every two weeks but then i'm taking those two weeks off so it ends up being four um but it's also kind of I don't know i had to just like really give myself that permission to be like i i need it <laughs> like I, i'm in a position right now mentally where like i i know i need a bigger break and i you know it's why i booked that trip because i'm just i'm kind of in, in my yeah I'm in, in my own space where it's it's not that I can't do my job, I still do my job and do it well, but like it it takes so much more effort, I think, because I have been not burning myself out, but you know, I, I have kind of put a lot of myself into this and I need a I need a bit to like take it out and, and give it back to me. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I think that's a great idea. Like I think do it now because you're you can always push it, you know, you can always push it and then you're gonna yeah. keep pushing it. And that's the thing. Holiday's a great time. Yeah, well, and like, you know, so I've I've never traveled. Like I haven't just I haven't traveled, period. Um, let alone traveling on my own. And so like, and so I'm gonna be with a guided group. So it's not like I'm I'm like backpacking solo, but I'm not with someone that I know, which is really, really scary, um, yeah. but super exciting for me. Like, and I actually, so I, I'm going to um Cusco Peru and um which just makes me think of the Emperor's New Groove and it makes oh me so God, it's 
like, I love it. I like, felt like 10% of why I booked this trip. So I was like, oh, this is cool. <laughs> I loved it. But I'm going to get there. Um, because it's such like a high elevation city, it's like 3,000 meters above sea level. And then we're going to be hiking up oh, to about 45. I'm stoked for it. Um, but like, because you can get like altitude sickness and whatever, they suggest that you like get there a bit earlier. So I'm actually going to be, I'm going to be getting in on Sunday the 2nd at like 9am. And then I don't meet with my tour group people until the Monday at like 4pm. So I have like a day and a half that I'm going to just be straight up on my own. I'll probably want to like sleep and just crash for a bit, but like, I'm, I'm kind I'm super nervous and really, really excited to just be like, all right, I'm going to walk around Cusco on my own and hope to God that I can find my way back to the hotel and don't, you know, die. Oh, you will do fine. I'm yeah. confident you'll be fine. Yeah, I'm so excited, excited for you. That sounds like an amazing trip. And yeah, we'd like and, great opportunities to meet people too. Yeah. And if like, so if you're okay with it, like I'm, I feel like I've kind of been talking a lot, which isn't usually my intention with this, but, um, I do really want to share with you, like what brought me onto this. Cause I've been doing, I've been doing a lot of like parts work with myself mm-hmm. and, and just for like listeners, a lot of my, if my clients are listening to this, they'll know, cause I've been doing it with most of them, but, um, parts work is just the idea that like you you are made up of multiple different parts and all of them can carry these like burdens or these weights or responsibilities that can keep them from kind of expressing their their truest most valuable forms and so you might have some parts of you that like feel like you always need to be perfect and you know great at everything or parts that always want to be responsible and whatever and so parts work is kind of about like going in speaking with them and and alleviating them of those roles and so for me, I've just very much like since starting this business, holy shit, there's been this very active part of me that's like, okay, you got to be on top of everything. <laughs> like you have, education part. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, like, and, and just really driving forward messages of like, you have kind of no opportunity to mess up because there isn't anyone that can take the liability. It's on you. Um, you have to, you have to know exactly what you're doing. And, you know, there are so many situations that you just like, don't know how to prepare for until you're actually in a business. And then it's like, oh my God, yeah, I would never have even thought about this. Yeah. So, and then that, you know, that part often in kind of response, if it becomes so loud for me, there's a very, very quick, like, okay, shut it down. We're, we're pulling out. We need to just not see anyone. We need to just lie down and watch TV and, you know, and that's it. Right. And, and so like, I've kind of uncovered that, um, that the part of me that's just like, Hey, lie down, watch TV, eat a ton of food. Like that developed really really early for me i started doing that when i was probably like six or seven um just because i was in like a home environment specifically with my dad where it was just like well i do that or i feel super super sad so it it made it easier to just watch tv and like get really lost in tv and probably watch matilda like 400 times <laughs> as a kid yeah but then there, yeah exactly and and you know what that 
when I started to like face that a little bit more directly, I was like, okay, man, like there are, they've like really heavily taken on these roles and, and, and I, I want to see what's behind them. I want to see what's underneath that. And so there was one day, I think it was two weeks ago, it was when we were supposed to record this initially. And I asked, I was like, I just need to take the day. Yeah. And it was so funny. So I literally, I cried probably all, I cried all day. I made a gingerbread house. I did that for like five hours. Like I've made like very intense gingerbread houses, which I've never done before. And so it was just, I think it was kind of like a nice opener for me to just like reintroduce to that play. But then I, I went on a hike um, and I just like had my music going and I kept kind of like feeling this like this rising up of tears because I was just crying randomly throughout the day. And, you know, and, and I wasn't necessarily like pushing them off, but I was kind of letting them flutter up and then letting them simmer down. And I was like, man, okay, like there's, there's a heavy, heavy feelings here. Like, let me actually like face it head on. And so I was, I don't know, I was maybe like an hour into this hike through the forest and I just kind of like, I stopped for a second and I like crouched down and closed my eyes. And I was like, I just kind of listened for a second. And it was very much this like young inner child part of me that's like, that was just really, really upset. And she's been like trying to come through, I think for a while. And it's around, you know, really big things that I think everyone faces of like, of feeling like you're not good enough, of feeling like, you know, you're not doing enough or, or you're unworthy or whatever. Um, but, you know, I just, I was sitting there and like, and, and, you know, there was no one around, but I, I kept kind of being a bit embarrassed that someone was gonna finally, I was like deep in this forest, but, you know, I was like, what oh, if someone walks by and whatever. And I was like, no, like I need to stay here with her. And, and so I kind of immediately thought of like what we wanted to talk about today is that I was just like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm staying. And so I kept, I was like crying so heavily and, and you know, just like talking to her. And I was like, it's okay. Like I, I'm here. And I was imagining myself holding her and it was so wild. <laughs> like it was, it was really, it was probably the most intense way that I've ever like directly spoken with an inner child, like for myself before. Um, and again, these kind of, these other parts of me that were embarrassed or that were like, okay, time to, time to not feel this anymore. Time to, yeah. time to wrap up literally yeah. like, all right, you know, chop, chop. We've cried, yeah. for, we've cried for three minutes. Let's stop now. Yeah. And, and I just kept having to be like, no, like I'm, I'm here, you know, and, and, and in, in this parts practice, there's kind of ways of like addressing those other pieces that come up. So I was doing that, but it was like, yeah, I was, I was giving her the space to just fully, fully let me understand how painful it was. Right. And I think I did have to, there was a point where like, she, <laughs> this, like this inner child, she hadn't, fully explained it all you know it's so like that's 
it, in these like parts practices, one of the things is like, okay, do they really feel like you get how painful it was or how hard it was or whatever? Or is, they more, is there more that they want to share with you? And there was more that she wanted to share, but I was, I was kind of at my capacity. I was like, okay, I think it had been maybe like 15 minutes of just like sitting there. And I was like, okay, okay, <laughs> this is, this is kind of my max. Um, yeah. And it's a process. That's the process part. Yeah. You know, and I think I was, there was another part coming up for me where I was like, no, you're staying in it. Like you gotta do it. You gotta, yeah, you, you gotta do it yeah. and heal all of that right now. And I was like, you know what? This is a, this is a really intense. It's intense. Thing. And yeah. And it's, you know, and staying with it for 15 minutes was, was again, like the longest I ever have in that level of intensity. And I was like, it's okay that this, this is where I want to end it. And it doesn't mean that I'm never going to face it again. Mm -hmm. Well, what happens then I was telling, I was telling Levi, my boyfriend about this after and like, he was like, you're fucking crazy. But <laughs> after I did this, you know, I was like, I'm asking myself, like holding her hand. And I told her like, okay, like I need, like, I, I'm, I'm going to end this now. I can't keep talking about this and I love you and whatever. And then, you know, continued my walk. And I just noticed, I kept imagining her like still being along with me and we were like skipping <laughs> like through the force. And then I just kind of found myself like twirling randomly and like literally hugging trees. And it, it just, it felt so transformative for that part of me because she was like, it was like, she was so sad. There was all these tears, all these feelings continuing to bubble up. And then I spoke with her and stayed with that and stayed with her for those 15 minutes. And then she was like, okay, let's have fun now. <laughs> you know, let's, yeah. let's like yeah. dance around the forest and play right. in the snow. And I was like, yeah. man. Like it was almost <laughs> like this transformative and like freeing this part and allowing Huge. her to, you know, go into the world and play and like be with that yeah. yeah and and it was it was kind of from that where like yeah she was just released from all that from, from all that like pressure and constraint and then it was it was quite literally that where it was like you know like she wanted to explore more and so i had this idea one morning of like man i really just want to get away and i was like i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it like i booked it you know within the next two hours and and usually all these other pieces of me would think myself out of that. I wanted to do some type of traveling or some type of solo trip since I was like 18. But it was just like, no, she she's she's a priority right now. Yeah. And ugh, it was crazy. So I really wanted to share that with you because it was like, it was the wildest. You thing. felt that transformation. You felt that part that really got to speak and achieve that sense of freedom after and that you know yeah it's kind of like you said it's it you know i picture this bottle that's been you know kind of compressed as you said and pushed down yeah. and you finally it's almost like opening it letting her go letting her you know express what she needed to grieve about yeah and that is transformative and that's you know yeah 
because, because she could express it right it's not just opening that bottle and okay we're gonna shake out all these feelings and, yeah. and let them go yeah I, I feel like that's where where people get really stuck is we're like okay yeah. we're gonna we're gonna feel these feelings and then people will yeah. and they're like okay so I've, I've felt it it's good now right and I'm like hang on it's that staying component right and it's a staying and it's the it's the listening to this part of you, this part that needs to be heard, this part that needs to have this witness, you as a witness, and and to have someone to share that with, and it's you know it's kind of odd to the outside world. Um, the concept yeah, it sounds odd, but it's like I'm witnessing myself, like yeah. but you know like truly, it's powerful when you can rely on yourself and you can show up for yourself. Yeah. It's yeah, and so like for like so, I'm trying to say here. I I know, well, and and but I want to hear from you around it, and I don't know if you want to speak to it from a a professional sense of like of helping your clients kind of stay in those feelings, or if you want to talk about it personally. But like that, I've 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 stayed in feelings before, but that was just such a completely different way of doing it, and so I really. I, I want to hear about what that's been like for you, what your kind of memories of like staying those feelings have been. So I actually had a therapist that was an IFS therapist in the beginning. Nice. And it was in, it was intense wouldn't be the right word to describe it. It was very difficult for me to yeah. be in contact with these parts because I was so enmeshed with these parts. I was so um, blended yeah. in IFS terms with these parts. Yeah. And so blending just for listeners is when you don't have this space with this part of this other part of you and you're kind of just, you know, not to say I don't want to use the word dysregulated, but every part is just kind of you. And there's no yeah, they all feel like they are you rather than this yes, part. Then, then you, yes, right. When you're able to kind of unblend in IFS terms, that's when we're able to kind of take this part out of the self and kind of experiment, look at it, listen to it as its own entity, rather than it being just me. Yeah. And that's kind of the space that we're striving to create in therapy with our clients. And so a lot of times it was, you know, talking to this anger part or talking to this sadness, it was so difficult. It was so hard because I couldn't form an entity. I couldn't form this visual that I could yeah. communicate with because I just kept it was so blended into me. I was so unwilling to let go. And it was, and, and that journey was also very interesting. And that's something that I've recently been noticing in one of my clients, you know, not going into too much detail, but realizing that it was hard for some, one of my clients to kind of unblend. And this process of unblending itself, even talking about the idea of unblending is interesting because everyone has such different experiences with unblending some people it's very easy some people you can like take a step back okay i can see that other part i can kind of look yeah. at it i can visualize i can hear her i can feel it in my body and also take her out right yeah whereas and other I, people it's like i it's like, i have like this there's nothing else like there about, right yeah. yes and yeah. so with other people which was with my initial experience it was like even the idea of separating that part can you know, for me, I wasn't scary. It wasn't scary for me. It was more like I just literally couldn't because I was so yeah. affiliated with this part. Whereas 
for a client of mine, it was scary. It was scary yeah. for them. And, and so then we talked about the fear instead. We talked about the meta emotion instead yeah. of the actual emotion that of idea, you know, taking it out. Now let's talk about, okay, it's scary to take this part out of you. Yeah. Yeah. Like and, let's talk about what's, what's scary. Yes. And, and, you know, I think that kind of helped me also take a step back of the in and out because it reminded me of the importance of being out again. Because when we go in, when we go into exploring this other part, it's very intense process. And it was kind of a wake up call how intense it could be and the importance of stepping out and looking from the outside and yeah, yeah and kind of slowing down. And so, you know, that was even, you know, from my own personal experience, that was very different from my own personal experience. And that was nice to see that discrepancy because some people find it hard, but some people find it scary too, yeah. you know, yeah. the idea that it could be intense. It could be scary to, it's almost like people start to feel like they're losing this part just by taking it out of themselves, yeah. just by creating that space, almost feeling like it's unsafe without it. And that, that was, that was kind of my learning curve these last two weeks was, remembering to pause and you know going back to the theme of meeting clients where they are and sometimes you know you as a therapist see the whole picture because you're not there you're not them you're on the outside yeah yeah like I I know that for me like starting in uh the word addiction but you know it's what it was called starting in addiction counseling like I kind of I wasn't getting direct messages to to, to stay out of feelings, you know, it's not like they're being like, no, don't ever stay in it. But it, it was kind of subliminally what I was hearing, right? It was like, okay, they're in. And, you know, frankly, it, it does make sense. Like when you're in that level of instability and you know, lack of security and dysregulation, whatever, like, yeah, it's not the most ethical move to be like, okay, let's just feel these oh, feelings. Yeah. Right. So, but I think for me, so I, I started in addictions counseling where, you know, yeah, I, I was kind of being fed the messages of like, don't stay in the feelings, don't be in them, you know, help them get out of them. And, you know, then I, I kind of moved through and grew in like our practicum and in starting my own practice. And I saw so much value in staying in the feelings. And I think then I, I kind of swung to the other end of the continuum where I was like, no, all we got to do is stay in the feelings. And just like you, when yeah, I was right? like, going into the EFT, it was like, okay, let's go in it what let's are you get feeling? there you feel it right now right <laughs> yeah and, and it took me till last week to remember how hard it is to be in it like and how intense and how scary that process is yeah and to just really you know take a step back and appreciate that they can even approach it you know yeah like that that there can even be the willingness to try and i think like that's like that stepping out of it is you know it, it made me think of that point in the forest when i was like okay he, here's kind of the end of my capacity and i think i was i was struggling so much and like there's been so much so many really hard thoughts for me to process around like i'm a therapist so i should <laughs> i should be able to do this you know and like yeah. and i shouldn't be so intimidated by it i shouldn't ever you know, numb or step away or whatever from it. And so, you know, trying this practice, I was, <laughs> it was so gross. I'd like so much snot running out of my nose. 
but I, I kept kind of laughing at moments in that forest because I was like, man, why is this so hard? Like this shouldn't be so hard when this is my job, when this is what I, I support people through and I guide people through every single day. And it's still really fucking hard and everyone's going to be in a different position. Yes. Yeah. That it's always so much harder. And yeah. I say this woman, like you should, if you ever talk to my therapist, she would ever, she would always tell you how many times I said, not that you'd ever get the chance to hear her say that, but yeah, you know, she, I always say to her, I'm like, you know, I always tell her that exact thing. I'm like, I know, I know because I'm a therapist. I know how to look at all these feelings. I'm like, but it's so hard when you're yeah. going through it. It's so hard. And every yeah. time I remember that I get this, there's just this wave of like, awe in awe of how brave my clients are and how grateful I am that they're sharing such vulnerable pieces in sessions in that hour yeah that they're willing that they're willing to actually put in that effort to go to those places even if we can't fully connect with a feeling or we can't stay with it for too long it's that willingness and that courage of being like okay yeah I'm I'm going to turn towards it. I'm going to try and face it. Yes. And that's exactly kind of what ended up happening with that same client this week is we did more of the work of, you know, what do you think it would be like to go in it? And that's even, yeah. you know, yeah. when you go in that. Yeah, you're doing like that ground. pseudo imagination. Yes, you're like, like in right, vivo like, exposure, whatever it's called. Yes. And it's <laughs> like, you know, the onion right? You're yeah. not peeling the layers, but you're touching the onion. And yeah. you're like, what is it like to touch the onion? What do you think it's like to touch the onion, right? It's yeah. the exact, it's like you say, it's that in vivo experiential part, right? Yeah. Where you don't have to be in it, but what is even the idea of being in it? You know, let's, let's take, let's take a half yeah. step rather than that one step in. Yeah. And I, I always like, so in, in doing this work more and more, like I'm a really big visual person. And so I can connect with like visuals and metaphors super quickly. And, you know, probably sometimes to a fault because when I have clients that don't connect with visuals, I'm like, but look at the, at the thing, you know, but I, I imagine these, like all of these internal parts as these, you know, little, little tiny people. I almost think, did you watch the B movie? I haven't, but I think of Inside Oh my out. God, every single person that I've asked this to hasn't watched the B movie. Have you ever watched Ants? I love, yeah, I did. Okay, so I, I just think of that, right? I think of like this little kind of cartoon colony inside <laughs> with all, you know, some parts have hard hats on and they're they're pointing and, you know, yeah. supervising all the others and others that are like really grunt workers and whatever. So I, I always imagine that. And then I know that, you know, when when I go in personally with myself or with clients, if we go in and, you know, we kind of come up short, like nothing comes forward or we can't, we can't identify anything. We can't hear any other parts. I almost imagine that all of those little people in there are like spooked and they all kind of hide away into, (laughs) into the different like corners and holes and whatever of the call. Yeah. Right. Because if you, and, and I've had to kind of make this clear to everyone I've started doing this work with is that when you first start, if you've never done it before, it makes a lot of sense that they're going to be scared that they're not, they're not going to trust you enough to show themselves, let alone talk to you. Yeah. And so I I always kind of, and so it kind of makes me laugh. And I think for me personally, it's taken the frustration out of it where I'm like, why can't I connect internally? I'm like, oh, they're just running away. (laughs) 
it's fine. <laughs> like, right. You can like humorize it, right? And yeah. as a way of kind of grounding and really softening that critic again. Because that critic comes back fast when you're like, why can't I do this work? I yeah. should be able to do it, right? Yeah. And so like soft is the exact word that I think of in that you know, we're, we're kind of gradually moving closer towards this. So by doing stuff like, okay, what do you think it would feel like if, if we did that, if we talked to that part, if whatever, because you're, yeah, you are quite literally softening the edges and allowing, you know, even if you're not doing like parts work, right? This applies to just, to just being introspective, to going inwards, to, you know, to addressing those feelings that maybe have been suppressed for however long. Whenever you're trying to connect with an internal experience, as you move closer towards it, you might come up against more resistance. And mm -hmm. so the more you're able to kind of like be around it and show that it's safe and that you're okay to be around it, you're okay to talk about it. You know, it's like, it's like when people it's like, like talk about suicide, you know, so suicide can be like, Oh, I can't talk about this because then everyone's going to freak out and everyone's going to, you know, try and put me in a hospital and whatever. But if you talk about suicide with someone who's like safe and supportive, then you're like, oh, okay, okay. I, yeah, it's okay. And then maybe the next time you'll you'll want to open up a little bit more. Yeah, and and you know EFT does a great job kind of talking because EFT is very you know now I've learned very very like relational, very like attachment focused, all about like Paul Rogers, you know, and like establishing yes, safety. Love that. Yeah, and it's so they talk a lot about like, I love the term that they use, they call it slicing the wrist thinner. And so, and so that's like, you know, when you're going in it, and that's too big of a risk for clients, and they feel unsafe, how do you slice it in half, you know? Oh, yeah. And I, and I love that. Because I was like, yeah, like, oh, slicing it thinner, like slicing that wrist that you're that big wrist you're taking into half where yeah. you know, I think she loves she used, she used the example talking to a client saying, oh, it's very scary for you. And the client's like, no. And she's like, oh, okay, it's not scary. And the client and, and the client kind of talks about this other emotion, but later goes into the fact that it's scary, you know? And yeah. it's like, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. hard to look at that part and say that that was scary. That part was there. Yeah, know? well, because often they're like, I've, like I, I asked that similar question. Yeah, of like, what's it? what's it scared would happen, you know, if it didn't protect you in this way, if it didn't whatever. And so often the response is, it's not scared. It's not that scared. part's, yeah. that part's pissed off. That part's, oh, yeah. you know, a, 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 so, the big man on campus. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's so funny because that's exactly what happened to one of my clients this week is, yeah. you know, we talked about suicide, right? Cause she had yeah. these thoughts and she was like, it's not scary. Uh, I'm like, I'm like, I, I'm, I'm fine with the idea of dying. And then later we talk more and it was like, yeah, it's scary. I have to run and it's scary. And it's like, ah, okay. It, it's yeah. very scary. You but know? you have to have, you have to have that safety of being willing to admit that being not only being willing to admit to the other person, like you, the therapist, but being willing to admit yourself yes. that it's scary, that I'm not just feeling this like general, you know, pissed off or frustrated or annoyed or whatever that, oh no, underneath that there is fear there's that worry yeah and this is like the kin part in me and my computer has four percent but we're definitely getting through to 12. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know this is the kin part of me but this it's like working out a muscle right you can't just pick up 120 pounds like you gotta kind of 
start from 10 and then when you get more comfortable with 10 go to 20 and then you know who knows how fast you could do it right some people can go really fast some people just take their no time. it always it always surprises me and I, and I get caught up you know in my own level of frustration like my own uh kind of critiquing part will be like okay yeah. well Kaylin you must you must be doing something wrong here that is the reason for them not moving through fast enough but then yes. I yeah I do have to remember like I haven't been to a gym in forever, but when I would go to the gym, like, holy shit, I can move up weight so, so quickly. Like my body just adapts really, really quickly to it. Whereas other people, I remember my friends, like they could not. And and also like, they didn't want to, like, that wasn't their goal. You know, they had different ideas. Yeah. That's exactly the other thing. It's like, they don't, they're not there. They're not there, you know? And it's like really just finding, meeting them where they are and how fast they can move you know now i'm not even picturing gym anymore now i'm picturing this desert you know walking (laughs) you know to go to the town that we want to go to how fast are they walking you know sometimes i i know i see the goal and i'm like standing right there waiting and i'm like that's not where i'm supposed to be i need to be beside my client and i need to take the strides that they take because that's what's going to help is really just your your support right and it's not that you're like you know, providing just parent support, but like really that you're there to show them that when, you know, anything happens, you're going to be there, right? That they can rely on you, that there's a sense of safety with you. Yeah. Yeah. And that was like, you know, that theme again, you know, as I always tell you, I have these themes each week and that was a theme this week. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. Being in that half world where I can kind of take a step back, breathe. And I've been, I think it's because I also was doing sensory motor readings again, and kind of just reading this one passage of when clients breathing starts to change, you can kind of sometimes let out this sigh so that you can start to down-regulate clients. Oh my God. I literally, so I, it wasn't reading about sensory motor, it was reading about polyvagal, but I quite literally like read something last night that was that exact, that exact yeah. same sentence, like word for word. That's so funny. Because it, it activates that system, right? That we're like yeah. down regulates yeah. your sympathetic nervous system where when yeah. you're very hyper aroused or hypo aroused, you can kind of down regulate with this sigh and yeah. mirror neurons start to kick in and fire, right? Yeah. Well, and, and you're, you're assisting, this is, this is a separate thing, but like you're, you're assisting in that co-regulation, right? So as soon as you're showing that, okay, this other person that I'm with, that I'm talking to, that I trust is showing that they are kind of calming themselves or like remaining calm then okay I can now receive that just as the same way that a baby when they see their mother being calm and they have a lower heart rate that baby's heart rate will go down oh I love science so much oh I do I know (laughs) I know I I'm like my friends I have big sensory motor IFS all of that kind of jazz yeah Um, and then she's been talking about it so much and it got me back to readings into psych sensory motor getting back into that science world and i'm like yeah so exciting I yeah, think like awesome. i find myself feeling overwhelmed when i think about readings because i'm like when i start to read one thing i'm like oh my god there's so much i don't know now I do so do much i don't know yeah, yeah. I feel like every and, time. yes and like every time i look at books i'm like I'll get there one day and then it yeah. goes the next day and I'm like I'll do that tomorrow and and then it becomes 120 days later and I'm like I haven't touched the book yet <laughs> and yeah. and 
And yesterday I finally touched the book in the first time in a while since my trainings. And I'm like, you know, I'm just going to read this chapter and it's okay. I just read just this one chapter. And you it's know? okay if I, if oh, I didn't know any of this anything. beforehand. Yes. Yeah. And it doesn't mean I don't know anything now just because I read something I don't know. I still know everything I knew before this. Yeah. <laughs> And this one thing it's such a you know, such a funny it's so like, black and white you get into uh, this idea of like oh i don't know one thing so now i don't know anything yeah and i'm like, not a therapist like if yes, i don't know this like, like one part of this just one like model. this imposter yes <laughs> and it's like i love it the only way i can take myself out is being able to recognize you didn't read this and you could do therapy with your clients yeah 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 so even if you read this and you didn't know this one thing, it's still going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. You're still going to need therapy. I know it's, it's so funny. I do have to, I have to bring us through now because I have a client coming in at 12, but um, man, I don't know, maybe like another time we should do one. That's kind of about like, I, I would love to honestly hear more about sensory motor stuff. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Any, yeah. I, I, well, I'm going to say that I don't know anything about it, but at the same time, like I know that probably a lot of the stuff that I do work with well, is like, if you know polyvagal, right? It's yeah. sensory motor is kind of a lot about yeah. this nervous system, right? So yeah. like a lot of that overlaps is just that sensory motor is now kind of more about like postures and like integrating kind of a lot of the grounding tools and how that works with the polyvagal yeah. system. So, I mean, you know the basis, to be honest. Um, yeah, let me just do some reading before we do that next time. So oh my I'm God. Yeah. And like, <laughs> we'll but, just like quiz each other. <laughs> we'll bring up we'll bring up a quiz and we'll just like learn facts along the way yeah you know? I have no idea like what what this podcast is becoming like part of me is like because I, I do I you know I, I have you and like I am excited to just, like continue having therapists on here and so like part of it kind of feels like it's going to be like a podcast for therapists that like talk about you know doing therapy and stuff but I I, I don't know I just think it's like interesting to learn about maybe it can be both you know yeah like, Maybe it'll have to be so black and white, Caitlin. Maybe it's great. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, anyways, for uh, for joining me again. And, um, oh, it's a pleasure. Oh my god, for letting me like rant for so long about <laughs> about no, what happened, but no, I, uh, I love that. Yeah, and it was it was a a super like pronounced moment for me, so I I really wanted to share it here. I'm so glad to hear that you had that moment and that yeah. transformative experience for you. Thanks. Thanks. Okay. All right. That's uh that's it. Oh I'm gonna like fully end our meeting after this. So um yeah, I'll see you and talk to you later. Yes, have a <laughs> wonderful holiday and happy new Thank year. Thank you, you too, you too. All right, Take bye. Care. Bye.